0: Love the British monarchy, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the To Die For Daily Podcast
1: with Kinsey Schofield. Take it away, Kinsey. Hi, all. Kenzie Schofield here with the Today for Daily podcast, and I am with um, a dear friend, and I think I'd say we've been working together for like a year now. But I actually just got to meet yes. you in real life, Athia. Yeah. You are an uh, an amazing entertainment reporter. But I got to know Thank you me. through Royal Commentary, and I just want to like this is can be such a toxic space. And one of the reasons why I am so uh, you know attracted to you as a as a, as a coworker and you know, love working with you is because you, everything you say, everything that you deliver comes from a place of love. Um, you oh, are, thank you. yeah, you are not only do I learn different things from you every time I work with you, but you are so kind in, in everything that you debate. There's, you know, how can I not listen and really take in what you're saying when, when you are, when you come from such a sincere and kind place. So thank you for making you. this world so it, you know, it, you make things nicer, you make things easier. I, I look forward to working with you.
0: Well, you know what, I think, as you so rightly said, this can be such a toxic space, right? And we have worked together, as it were, for probably about a year now, but we're always on opposing sides, or isn't it? We're always pitted against each other. And I have a real thing about I I really like to take the heat out of the discussions, you know. I really like us to just ground ourselves a little bit. Do we really need to get hit up about these people that, quite frankly, we don't know, right? We may have met them. We may have done events with them and been in passing and been in situations. But we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So when I'm talking about the royals, I like to do it in a way that I would talk about actually anybody else that I report on. With respect, with knowledge, but I'm I'm not for Fight Club TV. That's right. not what I do. That's not my bag at That's all. Right, <laughs> I love
1: that. Well, tell me about your relationship with the royal family. Did you start as an entertainment reporter, or did you start as a royal commentator? Where do those worlds mix? And yeah. yeah, I'd love to know that.
0: Well, I started off just doing general news, actually. To be honest, you know, my background was working. In magazines, actually, my background is working in music publishing. I've done a whole lot of stuff, Kinsey. I've been around for a while. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I worked in music publishing. I worked in styling. Then I worked in magazines. I was the editor of a magazine, then a features editor. And when I got into TV, it was entertainment reporting and then more general reporting, news and current affairs. Um, But you're right in saying entertainment and royals kind of did cross, essentially. And it was around 2006. Seventeen, I think when um, Meghan and Harry announced their engagement and I did some stuff on that for a channel I was working for for Arise News and then as the wedding came up I wrote a piece and then was asked to do like a Twitter chat remember when we used to have those, uh, those for fun. PBS so those were Fun, weren't they? Um, A really good friend of mine James Blue asked me to do that for PBS on on Twitter and then you know it just kind of cemented itself from there. More reporting for the news channel and on specifically Meghan and Harry and then more royals because I've always kind of been interested. I wouldn't say I'm a monarchist or a royalist or a Republican, I just have a genuine keen interest in the family, in, you know, why we have them, are they useful, what are the effects on the Commonwealth, you know, as someone whose heritage is from um, a Commonwealth country and a country that was part of the British Empire, you know, the royal family has has a real part played in my history I mean my mother-in-law who I love to death um, is named Betty she's named after Queen Elizabeth and she was born on the day of Ghanaian independence the day that Ghana got independence from the British Empire 4th March 1957 that's when sorry 6th March 1957 my husband's birthday is 4th March her birthday is 6th March which is Ghanaian independence day so like you know the monarchy of the royal family have played a part in my history and I find that really, really interesting, especially the Commonwealth and and what it means to certain countries. So that's kind of my interest, the modern royals, the Commonwealth, the Crown Jewels, history you know, all that kind of stuff. Um and I guess, you know, because of Meghan Markle, because there was a a woman of colour of mixed heritage in the royal family, I was asked to talk about that a lot and then branched out to more royals. And it just kind of went from there really.
1: Well, um, I can just attest to the stylist history because I, 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 first of all, follow everybody should follow you on Instagram because you look amazing. Uh, you have. Oh, the, bless you. you! You always pop in what you're wearing, but when I saw you in real life too, I was like, "Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? I love that <laughs> outfit!" I love and that I outfit. did the same to you as well. Thank you. Um, I I can't remember where I saw you talking about um your your dad, but. Were you mm-hmm. have you done an interview where you talked about how proud your dad was of you and how he was? he yeah. thought this was so fun to watch you engage in this world.
0: Yeah, I probably have. I mean, my dad was my biggest fan. I was his biggest fan as well. And I think you know when you're starting out, your parents are really just like, well, my mom and dad were really like, you should just be an anchor on BBC like tomorrow. I'm like, that's not really how it works, Dad. You know, you gotta you gotta pay your dues. Um. And before he passed away in 2018 he did get a chance to see me you know talking about the royal family doing reports for news on it and he was like you know to have a black woman up there where there is no one else that looks like you talking about this family is really important and he was like I, I need you to know that it's important and to continue doing it and I was like okay and he was like you know my mom was the huge royalist in our family not necessarily my dad my mom was the biggest princess diana fan there ever ever probably more than you i mean when princess diana died my mom took a week off work and only wore black yeah it was a lot it was a lot in our house yeah it was it was a lot it was like a member of the family had actually passed away and i remember the day of her funeral the saturday morning i used to work in a kid's clothing store called mother care Mm -hmm. and um we were open on the saturday but closed in the afternoon for the funeral and my mom was like you're not Going to work on the Saturday morning either. So I had to tell my manager, my mum says I can't come to work because it's Princess Diana's funeral. I don't have any other explanation for you apart from that one. So there we are. Um, so my mum's the, the huge royalist in the family. But my dad was very much like I think he got what I get now is that for for someone from a Commonwealth country, from a former uh, British Empire who is talking about the royal family is really important i mean when i look around the industry and you'll know this as well there isn't anyone that looks like me right in the global north in the global south, obviously it's a different story but in the global north there isn't anyone that looks like me it's just me Uh, and that sometimes has its own challenges and sometimes has its own advantages Uh, but my dad was really like keep going and keep going down that path and you know he just he loved to see me on tv he would always like take pictures and send it to him. He's like you're
1: on tv and I'm like yeah I know dad but thanks <laughs>
0: so
1: cute well that, that I mean I love hearing that your mom was such a royalist um do you remember where you were when you were you with your mom when you found out that princess Diana had passed <sighs> oh no am I bringing up something no. uh, you have to go there if you don't no. know no no this story is is
0: so it was the Saturday night Right, Saturday to Sunday, my brother and I had been at a party. It was our friend's birthday. It was only a couple of years between my brother and I. So we sometimes would socialized together. Mm-hmm. So we had been out. We'd come home um, and we were like, oh, we're hungry. I think we'll make something to eat. So we were just like making food in the kitchen and put on the TV just to pass the time. And the news started trickling through. And I was like, this is not, this is not good at all. Like at all, at all. This is terrible. Um. And I remember saying to my brother, like, what are we going to tell mom? And he was like, yeah, no, that can't be us. We have to tell dad us. So my brother and I both a bit drunk at this point. So we kind of snuck into, the, in, into mom and dad's bedroom, round to my dad's side of the bed, which was closest to the door. And we're like shaking him, dad. And he's like, what, what? And we're like, dad, come on, come on. We've got to tell you something. And he's like, no, tell us in the morning. I'm like, no, 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 you've got to get up. So we got him up to see what was going on the news and he was just like I don't even how do I even I was like it's that's all you that is all you um and the next morning he literally like he let my mom sleep and then he had to wake up and tell her what had happened awful Really, really really awful and she was just she was so sad it was oh you know, I I just remember it so good. There's certain memories I have of my mom. My well, mom's still with us, but there's just certain memories I have of my mom that are really pertinent. Like like this one. Other things that she's she's done, but she was just so sad. I remember talking to her about it. Actually, years after I bought her like um uh, uh, one of those Princess Diana like uh, coffee table books of oh, pictures yes. of her. Um, and I remember saying like, you know, what was it about her? That you love so much and, and why were you so affected? Because I was younger and I didn't really get it. And she was like, you know, what she loved about Princess Diana, I think is what everybody loved, that she had space and she had room for everyone and she accepted everyone. My mum was a nurse. Um, and so I think, you know, seeing Princess Diana, like embrace AIDS patients and also the work that she did um, with landmines and things like that. My mum was like, she's someone that can cross the divide. She's a princess in a castle, but she's kind of one of us as well. And I think my mom, you know, she told me that she felt it was just such a loss to a family that needed to be more grounded. Mm. She also felt that, you know, perhaps they were involved. I'm sure that, you know, lots of people say that. She just thought it was just, you know, too uh, unusual that she would die the way she did. And I think it was because it was young and because, for her seeing the thing that really tipped her over the edge watching the funeral was watching Princess William and Harry behind that coffin. I mean, it, you know, I think that probably tipped us all over the edge. Um, but yeah, talking about it, she just was like, it's just such a loss. You know, she was doing these great things and she was one person that accepted everyone and she really just felt it was a loss for the, for the United Kingdom, for that family, that bridges that could have been crossed and divides that could have been closed, we're not going to be because she wasn't here any longer.
1: Well, that explains a lot that your mom was a nurse. You you both clearly have so much compassion. I'm sure she related no. to Diana because she was, she seemed she to their people, you know, she seemed like a very mm-hmm. selfless indiv- individual. Um, what does your mom think about Prince William? Does she see any of Diana in him? Does she With this homeless initiative that's coming up, does your mom admire what he's trying to do?
0: Do you know what? My mom kind of admires what they're both doing. And I think she sees... William and Harry? Yeah, I think she sees... I mean, uh, because obviously I'm on TV a lot of the time talking about Prince Harry. So we have chats about that. But with Prince William, she definitely has always said that she sees Diana in both those boys. Certainly. Um, And I remember talking to her about Prince William when he uh, camped out for Centrepoint, I think it was. Uh, And she was like, you know, that's definitely something that Princess Diana... Probably would have done herself. Actually, yeah. I probably would have done it with him, and um, so. But she definitely also sees the Diana spirit in Prince Harry, and you know she said to me before like she would be a hundred percent support all these things that he's doing, and you know he shouldn't have to stay somewhere where he's not appreciated, yeah. and Diana would not want him to do that. But I think she sees um, Diana and both those boys definitely.
1: I love that. All right, so let's talk a little bit about William because I'm seeing. Well, I, I'm pretty excited about everything he's trying to do in the homeless community. But I, you know, the internet, where all the magic happens, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm being torn into because it. The, apparently, if I'm enthusiastic or encouraging towards William, that is in some way, shape, or form, um, tearing into Charles and all that he's accomplished. I completely respect the king i can't stress enough how much i admire the prince's trust and everything he's done in in regards to the environment i but i i also think i can be excited about um prince william it's amazing to me that we can't just like like everybody but um what do you think about what he's doing is it harsh for some of the media to say that, that that this is going nowhere that he can't end homelessness or to be critical of his pursuits shouldn't we just be like grateful that he truly is passionate about something and is at least trying to build a blueprint? So I think there's a few things at play here.
0: First of all, like we said, when we talk about the royals, it's a toxic space. So if you say you like something that Princess Catherine's wearing, you've basically said you hate Meghan Markle. If you say you love something that Meghan Markle's wearing, you've basically said you hate Princess Catherine. That's not it. That's and not yes, you are absolutely that's not the re- reality at all. And yes, we actually are allowed to like everyone. It literally is that simple. And I'm talking to everybody on the internet when I say that. Um, so when it comes to Prince William and this homelessness initiative, so this is a five year plan that he has. He's calling this his life's work. And with Princess Catherine's um plan with the early years everybody is looking for the meat on the bone right what are you actually going to do and um, i think it's i think it's okay that people will criticize and say how can someone who has all this wealth and all these homes know what it's like to be homeless mm. I think I'm right in saying that Prince William has never, ever said, I know what it's like to be homeless. I'm happy that he's in a position of power um, and he's using that position of power to try and tackle a societal issue. The problem is the royal family cannot be political. So he cannot stand there and say um, the homelessness is happening because of the cost of living crisis. The cost of living crisis is happening because of bad governance. That would be criticising the government. But what he can do is try and be a convener of people. So he can try and bring together different people on the ground who are working on the reasons of why homelessness occurs funnel money towards them and get them to do the policy work and I think that that is a good idea no one is ever going to eradicate homelessness unfortunately because there's so much more to homelessness than, at, than being unhoused it's the reasons why someone will get to that point in the first place and what oh, he mental, launched on on mental Monday health, yeah
1: mental health I mean that's a huge absolutely. issue absolutely
0: um, and it's a massive issue here as well. I think what he launched on Monday is good because it's tackling the issues before homelessness occurs. So one example would be um, there was a family who had been referred to this centre that he opened and um, And the mum, she had two kids, I believe, and she wasn't able to afford adequate after-school club care. She couldn't afford that, so she couldn't work more shifts. And by not working those extra shifts, she couldn't afford rent. So what did she need? She needed free or affordable childcare. Therefore, I can do the shifts. Therefore, I can make rent. So if you have a centre that intervenes and gives that mum free and affordable childcare to a time that actually works for her, So she can work, then she can pay rent. Those are the kind of early interventions that he launched on Monday, that Prince William launched on Monday, that uh, his foundation's going to support. I think things like that are essential. Supporting people with addiction, supporting people with mental health and building social housing. Those are the things that are really going to help do something about the problem of homelessness not going to eradicate it I don't believe that's possible but are definitely going to help and this year you know homelessness is expected to rise because of the cost of living crisis because we're playing a fifth more for food than we were you know this time last year because interest rates are going up which means mortgages are going up which means people won't be able to afford them and it will also affect the rental market So it's a huge problem that he's tackling. He's doing it over a five-year plan. I think that it's a start. I also think that he knows that he is one person and he cannot eradicate this problem. But I think the fact that somebody somewhere is doing something is always good.
1: I agree. And then, you know, just that example you gave about the mother and her children, it does seem like him and, and the princess of Wales are clearly collaborating behind the scenes. Cause that's very much mm. in early years. You know, that that's something yeah. that would cons- come up with in, in the research she's done for the early years. And she's kind of tag teaming here with him on this. Mm-hmm. I loved this message. I see you and I am with you. She left that message. Mm-hmm. So it was on, on Tuesday that the princess of Wales visited Hope street in Southampton and, um, to open one small thing, which is a charity working to improve the justice system for women and children. You know, that just felt like a especially personal message that we don't hear from her, her very often. She's so glamorous. She is, you know, just feels unattainable. Um, and that just felt like a really sincere message, don't you think? yeah it did feel like a
0: personal message because you know she said before that she isn't allowed to sign her name and she did sign her name she simply signed it Catherine and when you talk about um this center I think it's called One Small Thing and this center basically uh yeah but it's uh in Southampton and it basically um it means that mothers who would end up in the justice system are able to to be in the centre with their children, so you're not splitting families up, essentially. Um, And that ties in really nicely with Princess Catherine's Early Years Project. And then later on, uh, she visited, um, I think, a centre for people who are in kinship care, so perhaps with um, next of kin or with foster carers. Um, And so she really is, at the moment, gearing up with this Early Years Project. And like I said, when that was launched, Everybody was like, okay, great. You know, you're focusing on the early years, but what is it? What actually are you going to do? And I think this is what people want to see the supporting of projects, the donating to these charities, the opening of centers that tackle these societal issues. Like I said, the Royal Family can't be political but they can be a convener of people and bringing people together who know about policy and today she was in east london in my neck of the woods not too far from where i am now opening the young V&A museum that's just undergone a three-year refurb which i'm going to in the weekend cannot wait opens on saturday so she was there as well because obviously young VA, great for under fives so yeah
1: so I just, I'm not going to reference the expert or the casino that this was sponsored by, but I do <laughs> want to get your expert opinion um, about a body language expert saying that Camilla, Queen Camilla is King Charles's rock in public. What is your take mm. on that? Do you feel like sh- that the queen gives him a sense of confidence um, that she gives him a sense of stability or peace when they're in public?
0: I definitely think that she's his backbone and she's been his backbone for a long time and actually that is her role, isn't it? Her role is to support the king in his reign and to be his peace as it were. You know, when we've seen all the pen dramas that King Charles does have, it's it's hard that calms him down, it's hard that centers him, it's hard that stops him being grumpy in public and, you know, he needs that for his image, right? So she's absolutely a positive influence on him. She's absolutely Absolutely his rock. So I think, you know, the body language speaks for itself in this one. She definitely grinds him, definitely centers him, and she's good for him.
1: Okay, you can say no comment, but I have to ask about your mom again, my Princess Diana sister. <laughs> um, does your mom uh, Did your mom hesitate at all with accepting this new reign or accepting the new queen oh, yeah. because she loved Diana? Oh, yeah. I
0: oh, wish- Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mom had a few things to say. You cannot I wait to get your to mom that. on the podcast. <laughs> My mom would be great on the pod. <laughs>
1: I know. Um, well, how can people keep up with you? I, I just love watching you. You are joy. You are so, uh, you know, you're so highly educated. You are, again, you come from a place of love and um, people should, I want people to, to to see you more, to engage with you more, uh, especially if they are coming from a place of love too. How can people keep up with yes. you? Yes. Oh,
0: so people can keep up with me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is A-F-U-A, that's right, T h e S-C-O-T so A-F-U-A T-H-E-S-C-O-T Athena the Scott I think you can find me on TikTok I'm not entirely sure I'll have to ask my daughter who set it up for me (laughs) God
1: bless her But maybe if you put Aphia Hagen and TikTok you'll be able to find me there as well oh yeah you're all over it even if it's not you people are uploading your stuff because you're that good but I oh. do love like watching you on talk tv you're on the talk quite a bit if so Americans yeah. that like to watch youtube you're on the talk quite a bit you're also on the Royal royalty which can yes. be found easily on youtube as well and you're a, a re- you're a religious staple on there which is perfect because you're so brilliant um thank you so much for your time today i'm so grateful that i had the opportunity to meet you in real life and if yes. you're just sunshine you just radiate and i uh you know it's for me it's going to be fun to watch you continually grow professionally Aww. because i just think you're such a good human
0: Oh, bless you. Thank you so much. It's been fun. I love a bit of royal chat. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, it's all, it's also fun to get you uncensored and not in sound bites because some people don't understand.
0: <laughs> yeah. In
1: print, it's crazy. We can send them a novel. We three sentences end up that yep. take us and totally out done. of context. Yeah. All I mean, the we, time. this this should have been our conversation. And then television, <laughs> ever unless it's live, we can be edited down so much that it takes yep. our entire point out of context so that's why I love this space and people actually get to see you get to know you and so many times people walk away and go oh my gosh I actually love that person and I'm like they're uncensored (laughs) (laughs) and you know what like you so rightly said you know this can be
0: such a toxic space and I really I I don't love that for us. It's tough. You know very well, you know, the abuse that you get leveled at from either side of whatever divide. Look, we don't need to be on different divides. We have very different opinions on lots of things, but it doesn't mean we have to hate each other, right?
1: Exactly. I mean, I love and respect you and I'm so glad you're my friend and I really appreciate your time today.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: That's right. Talk to you soon. I hope I see you soon too. Yes, come back to London. Yeah, are you come Bye. to LA? You're the entertainment guru. That's come a good over. plan.
0: <laughs> That's a good plan. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.